We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Blue Wire. First pick in the 1991 NBA draft, the Charlotte Hornets select Larry Johnson from University of I'm not supposed to be here, man. A lot of people from where I'm from, so don't, don't make it. Welcome in. We are live. Um, I think BG said the other night, sixth straight year of a live draft show for BuzzBeat. Uh, super excited about this night. Two first-round picks for the Hornets, 13 and 15. We'll get into that shortly. Uh, but first, do a little housekeeping. Buzzbeat.substack.com. Uh, that is the address. If you are a Busby Plus subscriber, if not, I would highly encourage you to make sure uh, that you go ahead and get that done. I know that um, Lee and Brian are going to do an exclusive second round content uh, show, whatever you want to call it tonight, just for that 45th pick, assuming the Hornets hang on to it. And we've got a lot of other content coming for you guys. So uh, please, if you have not already joined, go ahead and do that. On that note, is there anything else I needed to plug? Oh, we have a special guest. Don't forget. I think we told you about that on the last uh, episode. Very special guest that will come in and join us after the Hornets pick 13th tonight or, or maybe shortly there before. So um, super excited about that. Draft's already taken some uh, some turns and uh, that, that we didn't expect. So, BG, throw it to you first. Uh, talk to me about that Portland pick. Yeah, interesting that uh, recently Portland going with Shaden Sharp at number seven. I think a little, uh, I think that's kind of like in his, you know, projected range. Um, and we talked about Sharp as a prospect a little bit on the last episode. I'm intrigued by some of the the movement shooting and some of the other bits of shot making. And I kind of like some of the tools he has as a, as a defender and the defensive, or pardon me, the like complimentary scoring upside he has. But it is for a team that just traded for Jeremy Grant that's trying to build a, a, a winner uh, around Dane Lillard. The draft, uh, you know, development piece is a little interesting. So maybe, who knows? Maybe that maybe Sharp will be rerouted elsewhere. But for now, uh, the Portland Trailblazers have the rights to him uh, a little bit. Uh, if you went back just a day or two, you know, starting the draft with a little bit of an upset, Paolo Bancaro uh, from Duke. Not not an upset, but you know, I do think it did seem like Jabari Smith out of Auburn was was pegged to go one for a while to Orlando. 
Um, and, and, you know, overnight the odds flipped towards uh, Ben Caro and, and he did in fact go one and I'm thrilled to see it. It was a blast covering him this year up close at Duke. And, uh, yeah, just as like, a, I am just like a, a little happy to say that I got, I've gotten this cover now two number one draft picks up close along with Palo and Zion. So that's cool. And then, uh, Sacramento did the thing you guys, um, I like, I really, really like Keegan Murray as a prospect, good two-way player, uh, versatile scorer, does the scores in a lot of interesting ways, um, does the dirty work. I think he's going to be a good pro for a long time. But boy, oh boy, passing up Jaden Ivey, uh, <laughs> the fastest man in the world uh, for, to draft Keegan Murray, is uh, it's a choice. So, Lee, what do you think about – the the Jaden Ivy pick and perhaps uh, any thoughts you have on New Orleans going with Dyson Daniels combo guard out of Australia with the eighth pick. Wow. Okay. So Daniels is off the board to New Orleans. I'm uh, I'm just making my uh, my old fashioned handwritten notes here, um, which will probably. Same. Fade as the night goes, they will eventually just turn into some sort of chicken scratch of some sort. Um, hopefully, hopefully that is. Uh, I, hopefully, I can hold it together until at least fifteen. Man, I, look, Keegan Murray is a really good basketball player. Brian, we talked about him on an episode of the podcast, and you know one of the, one of the like big things about him that I said was underrated and that I think you agreed with is like, yes, he's a fantastic shooter. Yes. He can score in a lot of different ways, but he's a, he's an underrated vertical athlete around the rim, like particularly cutting to the rim off the ball, not necessarily as a driver with the ball in his hands, like Jaden Ivy very much is, but I Keegan Murray was 10th on my board. So like he's a top 10 pick to me. He's an awesome player, a great mm-hmm. prospect. Jaden Ivey is, is a tier above, I think, yeah. pretty obviously. And what's so crazy about it is because it's the Kings, you could almost convince yourself that they don't even necessarily think Murray's a better prospect. They just think he's a better fit, which seems completely insane to me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, the I, obviously, like, there's some pressure to, to, you know, to win now and to make them get back to the playoffs, but – you know, to not to pass up Ivy because you have Davion Mitchell and De'Aaron Fox on your roster just, you know, a, seems a little short sighted to say the least. But, yeah, they went with the older prospect, someone that I think they, they feel is going to you know fit play well next to Fox. And, uh, yeah, they, they passed up on Ivy. It's just it's an hey. interesting move and probably not one I would have uh, gone with if I were calling the shots for the draft there. So uh, a couple of so Tony Sneed in our comments said he feels like Daniels is a bust uh, Dante Exum esque, which is actually kind of a funny, funny comp and, and actually isn't a horrible comp. I was lower on Daniels than most. What I will say and what is interesting about the Daniels pick is the Pelicans have one of, if not the best shooting coach in the NBA and Fred Vinson, who is a uh, Chawan Hawk alum, my alma mater, uh, when it was a junior college, he was a fantastic player. So Daniel's going to the Pelicans with Vinson feels, feels right. I mean, he's kind of like a chip England type. Like he just, he fixes jumpers. So, um, but the other thing I'll say here, I don't mind that Sharp and Daniels are off the board. This are like, again, yeah. There's going to be some guys here. Neither one of the centers is off the board yet. Just really, New Orleans did look like a team that might go Usman Jang. Yeah. At eight. So, 
he maybe Jang doesn't slip into the top ten now, and True. so you know it's less likely for you know an AJ Griffin type maybe to slip back to thirteen. But we'll see. Spencer, sorry, what were you going to say there? No, yeah, I mean we talked about it earlier before we jumped on, and you know I tweeted this out earlier. It, it seemed. I tried to go through how this can play out really from seven to 14 as many times as I could. And every time I went through it, I came up with one of Sohan or AJ Griffin for Charlotte. And it really is, is shaping up that way even more so right now. Um, and then not only that, like how, I mean, where's Johnny Davis is going. I mean, what San Antonio could literally do anything here. Um, Jalen Duran, is there, or is there a chance that he falls to Charlotte now? Which I think that there is. The, con- the, the consensus would be really that uh, among Hornets fans, that is that is kind of the dream selection here at thirteen. So uh, this thing could go anywhere. Uh, you know, it, I, we we thought the draft started at four, kind of did, sort of not. The Keegan was a surprise, but then you kind of go chalk until you get to seven, and boy, oh boy! I, and I will say. <clears throat> All the noise we heard about, you know, trade talk, I don't think that was white noise. Like, there, there's a lot going on under the surface, but it, it does feel like, I told BG this earlier, it does feel like that the market's just a little oversaturated. Now that this these first eight picks have worked themselves out, do the phones get hot and do things start to condense themselves? Are the Hornets in a good position here? I mean, everything is still on the table. Just want to mention that. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis. Analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, we've got okay. We've got a question from Tony. How do you compare Duran Williams to Kai Jones last year as a prospect? So 
my knee jerk reaction response would be that Kai Jones was just a, a much more, I guess, raw prospect in a lot of ways. Like Kai also showed more kind of shades and uh, flashes of, of like a perimeter game. Like, like some of the most interesting stuff about Kai was, you know, a pump fake jab step, you know, two dribble pull up type stuff that he would look. It wasn't consistent, but it would flash. Now there are some similarities to him and Williams from like a physical profile and the verticality and the athleticism. Duran is just a much more like like Duran is a a massive human from like he's thick and yeah. he's a great athlete too. But that's my knee jerk reaction. I don't know if you have any thoughts there. I just think, like, in terms of archetypes, they're just different. Like, Kai Jones is like a – he's like a a, a screen threat offensively, right? And kind of – to an extent, like, I don't know where his home is defensively at this point. Like, he needs a lot of development on both sides of the floor. Um, you got to remember, Jalen Duran is much younger than both of these guys going into the draft. Duran's going to be the youngest guy likely to go in the lottery. Williams is a true center, like a true drop center – and a guy that, but can also play up a little higher too, but he's just so big, nine foot nine standing reach improved in terms of his lateral quickness. But like, it's, you know, it's not, it's not like someone like Durant, who's just so athletic and so mobile and, and so coordinated. Uh, Williams, his size is so imposing his ability to close off the rim, his ability to, to, to finish over the top at the rim too. Very, very um, impressive. And I think of Durant, like his archetype is like, you know, yes, he is. An, he could do some stuff offensively. He can finish above the rim. He can pass. He can facilitate from the elbow. When I think Duran, I just think like the team defense. I think a guy that roams and does and is just like involved everywhere. He's going to do some switching. He's going to spend some time, at, you know, guarding a wing, and then he's going to roam and give you the rim protection. There's going to be other times where he's guarding opposing centers, and he's going to be you know, switching on the different onto guards or onto wings. He's going to be, uh, you know, playing to the level, give you some scheme versatility. He'll give you some drop too. So like some other people have made this comparison, but you might be able to use Jalen Duran like, uh, like Boston used Rob Williams defensively this season, right? As a guy that can guard different position types that could float. Um, and Williams, you know, Mark Williams is not going to be that. Like he, he is a, in the paint defensive center um, and a guy that's going to guard, Opposing fives and, 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 and it gives you a little more versatility. Like I think that's go ahead, Spencer. Yeah, no, just real quick. I, I think that's probably the best way to put it, BG, is that you know, Duran can fit into that free safety role a little bit more, which is maybe even why he's a great, awesome fit with PJ Washington, right? Somebody that can just take on maybe those bigger matchups in certain situations, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's that's very interesting to think about. Whereas Mark Williams is going to be your traditional drop center one of the longest guys in, in terms of standing reach we've ever seen in the draft. Uh, right. Yeah. I mean, I don't really, I don't think you can miss with either what I've seen from this team's defensive scheme in the last few years. I'd be more excited about the Duran fit. Uh, and I think most would, 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 would agree with that, but, uh, but yeah, well said there. Go ahead, Lee. Yeah, no, I will, all I was going to say is I think the biggest differentiator is Duran and Williams are fives and will always be fives. It's possible that Kai Jones uh, best version of himself is a five. Like that's definitely possible, but it's not set in stone yet. Like I think we're, I, I would imagine the front office and the coaching staff 
are still trying to figure out exactly what Kai Jones even is. It, it, it was interesting. Like I've gone through some uh, Greensboro swarm tape the last couple of weeks and, you know, they were using him as like a five in a lot of those games, playing him with some JT Thor, which you like to see, but having Kai like really like drop, but then kind of like, then like sneak up a little bit higher on the screen. So trying to, trying to do like the Bam Adebayo, like middle, you know, be in two spots at one time and, Definitely had some interesting flashes. Like he, he was showing an ability to like get into a stance and get low and to like be athletic and be explosive. But um, it's just going to take more time developing, I think. And yeah, as, as some people have pointed out in the comments, um, unfortunately, uh, one of my favorite prospects in the draft is going to fall several picks before Charlotte even had the chance. Um, yeah, as James Helton is pointing out in the comments, Daniel Tapp mentioned it as well. Jeremy Sohan from Baylor. Uh, headed to the San Antonio Spurs. That's a great pick for San Antonio. In my opinion, um, one of the best passers in in this class, incredible basketball feel, incredible feel for the game, and an excellent, excellent defender. Um, I know he was part of a great defensive system at Baylor, but I do think his individual defense is not scheme dependent. I think he's special in that regard. And uh, that's a hell of a pick for San Antonio, in my opinion. Are yeah, you okay, Are you? Okay? Yeah, I, I, you know, it hurts. I, I never really realistically believed he'd get to Charlotte. I mean, I had a hope. Um, I, I, I just think this guy is the most like he's he's the most ready to plug into a lineup on day one of an NBA season next year uh, and just be an impact uh, on you know in in as many ways as any guy in this entire draft. That doesn't mean he's even going to be a top five player in this draft. just means that he's ready now. He is the most energetic player I've seen on both ends in the draft in a while. So, yeah, I, I'm I'm upset. But some of the people in the comments, they've taken it. <laughs> they literally stole my exact thought when I saw the tweet come through. Uh, this is a very, very, very San Antonio Spurs kind of pick. I mean, yeah. you know they're thinking – you know, it's not to say, but can we develop an offensive skill set to where we have a Kawhi Leonard and light? He gets to work with Chip England too, right? Exactly. Like, like, like Lee, you talked. <laughs> you talked. You talked about uh, Dyson Daniels going to New Orleans, getting to work with Fred Vinson. Yep. And you know the the closest facsimile as far as like shot doctors in the NBA go. You've got the master Chip England, and yeah, to get Jeremy Sohan into into his camp is. Uh, is is very exciting. The Spurs have so many cool young wings on that roster, man. You know, it really is um, yeah. an interesting, interesting group of players they have. I don't know who's going to be a part of the long term uh, plan there, but 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 Sohan is just a wonderful player to get to bring in and have with Keldon Johnson and uh, Devin Vassell. Like, just so they they can be dominant athletically on the wing with those guys. Well, it looks like, you know, things are really starting to shape up here. It, it, it does appear as if the Washington Wizards are going to select Johnny Davis <clears throat> with the yeah. 10th pick, wow. um, which which I like that pick for them a lot. I think he fits in well in, in Washington with Beal. Um, they needed some guard help. They still need a point guard, I think. So at this point, guys, um, it's really starting to shape up for Charlotte. Duran's still there. A.J. Griffin's yeah. still there. Uh, Abaji, Williams, uh, Jalen Williams. I mean, we, we can keep going down, but – I'm probably missing somebody too. Am I missing someone? And, Jang, oh, and, and, Jang, yeah, Jang. And Jang. I don't think he's. I don't. You know, I don't think he's the guy. It should be mentioned, right, that Jalen Duran was supposed to have a workout with Charlotte this week that got canceled. I believe I saw that floating around 
um, on, on Twitter. But uh, obviously, you know, he's two picks away from potentially being yeah. available to Charlotte. But hey, uh, we're, we're gonna we're gonna draft you, man. So we can't we will pay for this flight, but we're gonna draft you anyway for there. So let's just let's we'll just save that money. Uh, yeah. So, All right. Love, love to see it. So. Uh, Okay, so two questions that are interesting. One, uh, because, I mean, we're probably going to jinx ourselves now, but because Duran and Williams are still on the board, if you have to choose, who do you choose? I go Williams by a hair. And then the second question is, <laughs> any chance we bat- draft both? Take take two bites of the apple. Uh, yeah, yeah. Why not? This is galaxy brain stuff. I go Duran <laughs> at, at 13, I think. Uh, but it, it, it is, it's it's razor thin. I just like his versatility. I, I think Williams is going to be a very good NBA player for a long time. A guy that could potentially anchor, you know, top five, top ten defenses and be an, a solid back tap offensive rebounder and screen roll, you know, lob threat. But uh, during the upside is just is just too much to ignore. He's he's much younger. He's more mobile. He can be. He's like is skilled. Like this guy isn't just a pure run jump center. Like he can do stuff with the basketball. Um, and Williams has a little bit of that too, but not not to the extent in terms of like ball skills that that Duran has. And I just think, yeah, with what Duran can do, touching the game in so many different ways to, on the defensive side of the court, I would go Duran over Williams. But Williams, if he's the pick, is um, yeah, a, a, like a very good selection too. Assuming Duran is is off the board, in my opinion. Yeah, it's it's funny you say that, BG, because I started this kind of this draft evaluation process with a a, a decent gap between Williams and Durham. Like I always preferred Williams, but the more and more I watched, that gap got smaller and smaller and smaller because of a lot of things you talked about, like like the I mean, and I would even call it like a little bit more than just flashes of short roll passing, like pretty decently consistent good decision making yeah. by him yeah. in the short role and 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 maybe just projects a tick more versatile um kind of kind of on switches and things like that so you know i started with a with a big gap and ended with a the tiniest of margins i think they're both pretty awesome prospects i will i will say this about these two guys though is that you know with duran i just expect that in his rookie season, if he's given a role, you're going to be more frustrated watching him play than you would be a guy like Mark Williams, just because Mark mm-hmm. Williams is like facsimile. This is what I'm drop coverage, protecting the rim, lob threat, like, you know, maybe down the road, some more stuff. But, you know, I do wonder if with what the Hornets want to do, which is win now, Williams is not that it's the right decision, but that. that the decision actually makes just more sense for him to be the guy to come in here and play that role. Uh, Just, just to throw that out. Cause I I think Duran's like two or three years away from actually being a polished NBA player. He's going to turn the ball over a lot. He's going to take a lot of bad shots, stuff like that as rookie year. But my hope would be if you brought him in that the only shots that guy takes or when he catches it three feet above the hoop off lobs from LaMelo, you know, like it's like, other than that, buddy, you just keep the ball moving. Like we don't need you shooting out here. Um, Spencer, you bring up a good point. I could absolutely see them going that route. I think it would be a really bad idea. Not just not only to like draft for like fit or, you know, some sort of like win now belief or whatever. Um, But to also do it at like the, you know, with a guy that is a true center, you know, I, I don't want to be the guy like I get tired of the whole like, oh, centers aren't valuable. Like, I don't want to do that. But it's like 
it's really a position type you should be careful about, you know, purely drafting for need, which like is a thing that we've talked about for years now with this team going into the draft, you know, but, but I, but yes, I can absolutely see them going, uh, going, going that route. And um, I don't know. Williams is a great player. It's like, you wouldn't be completely upset about it, but if Duran falls, I just, I just think it's a miss to to pass up on him um, in lieu of someone that theoretically will help you maybe more like maybe win one more game next season. You know what I mean? Like, uh, so I would be wary of that. Is there a uh, is there a nightmare scenario? That's a strong word, but just you know, humor me here. Is there is there a nightmare? selection for you guys left on the board like realistic or like, do you not have too too many uh ones that you're super low on kind of in this range i mean i like like i, I think i said it on the last episode i like jang a lot i just i i don't picture any realistic scenario where this team would do that yeah. uh i think i think tar in at 13 i would be pretty uh bummed about I would too. BG likes him though, so no. I think I think Tari. I would be happy with him. I think he's a like he's a nasty defender, and and I think like a a pretty like freaky athlete. So so I can I could get down on 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 Tari East, and I think there's some you know it's going to take some time um, in terms of like improving the process. But he's just a weirdo and a good athlete, and I'm I'm kind of intrigued by those guys as prospects, and especially as like the, the the you know the run jump fit is you know, next to uh, Lamelo, And here we go. We've got New York with the 11th selection. Usman Jane going wow. to New York. So this means, this means one of A.J. Griffin yep. or Jalen Duran available at 13 to the Charlotte Hornets. Wow. To put a bow on your question, though, um, Lee, I, I think that the Hornets Twitter would lose their mind if we drafted Walker Kessler. Yes, oh, that's also my guy, by the way. That's yeah, my, not, that's my yeah. nightmare. And I don't hate him. I just think that like my computer would just melt right in front of me if that happened. <laughs> okay, so okay, so there's so OKC is about to pick. Yeah. They they're going oh, they they're gonna go Durin, right? They should probably go Durin. I think right? they go Dur- I think they go Durin. They kind of like, they kinda need a Durin. Yeah, it's like yeah, because yeah. he and Chet can play like defensively, that's a nightmare. You know what I mean? Development wise, but also like Oklahoma City would like to draft Victor Webinyama uh next year too. So it's like uh that but uh, that's that's near neither here nor there at this at this moment. But Spencer is getting a little shout out in the comments here. I, I do like it. I, neither neither oh, being. Hey. By the way, I wore this. I wore the old Kemba shirt for good luck tonight. You know how many tears I've wiped with this hat. It's like faded in the back. It's yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been it's been so, it's soaked up. You know, beer spills probably too. First, yeah. After the, the Hornets blew That's another weird. fourth quarter lead or whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is this is exciting. One of Duran or AJ Griffin is available. That is. Uh, I mean, they could go AJ Griffin at thirteen and Mark Williams at fifteen. You know, that's what or, I they, say. It's, or they could take the Lee option and just go with fourteen feet of center tonight. Just take them <laughs> Jalen <laughs> and Mark Williams, or just stack them on top of one. Build another. it to the jumbotron. See how far <laughs> we can go. Yeah. Oh um, man, man! I, I will say, I will say, I do think Griffin's fallen fallen too far. I, I think he's, I think he's a better shooter. prospect than Sharp. I think he's a better prospect than Daniels. Uh, kind of a toss up with Davis, and I definitely prefer him to to Jang. Like, like is JT Thor not just a better prospect than Usman Jang? 
it's it's tough to it's fascinating to think about where Thor would go in this year's draft. It is probably like around you know nineteen or twenty, you know something like that. Knicks, Knicks are moving. <gasps> Zhang, what? I don't know where yet. To, to OKC. Oh, so there's trading. Oh, oh, oh yes, they are wow. to OKC. Wow. So to, to Brian's point, that's what's going on here. They're like Zhang. Yeah, like he's not going to play. Oh. Yeah. I will stop talking. Hey, yes. There guest. it is. We it's got breaking here. news. Forget about the trade. Div is in the stream. <laughs> Get him out. We don't care about the trade. Get one. No, no, no. Wait. Forget about me. What What just happened as far as the trade? Did I just <laughs> update him? Update him, boy. Jang is on the move from New York to OKC. Ooh. So. Dev, welcome in at Stat Center on Twitter. Go follow him if you don't. I'm sure you already do. Dev, what's Thank going you, on? Thank you, buddy. Thanks for having me on. Excited to be here. Of course, of course. Give us your early thoughts on this on this draft, and then what's in front of Charlotte here. Yeah. So my first thought on this draft is like, I love the fact uh, that Paolo went number one, and like Woj and Shams are completely useless for two months about this, right? <laughs> Like you yeah. just tweet out anything. You could just have a robot tweeting out whatever for two months. What was, what was the swing in the betting markets? Swing in the betting markets at like 1 a.m. last night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Always trust the betting markets uh, over yeah. Woj. I think, I think that's lesson number one. Um, I really like Dyson Daniels. I think him dropping to eight is really solid. I'm not 100% sure about the fit in the Pelicans, but the Pelicans may still be at the point where fit doesn't matter that much. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say I'm pretty happy with how the board's lining up for for the Hornets here. Duran is still on the board. Um, yeah, that I mean, that's probably my top guy left on here. Yeah, same, same. Yeah. AJ Griffin's still floating around, yeah. which, is, which is exciting. And yeah, yeah, it does feel like New Orleans is going to be able to do the, like, have two teams at the same time kind of deal where like you've got Ingram and Zion and CJ and Herb um, and Trey Murphy, who looks ready now too, but you're going to keep developing some of those guys. And then, you know, you can bring in your, you know, someone like Daniels that yeah. there's just no rush at all uh, well, to get him into the mix. You know, I mean, Daniels has grown like an inch and a half, two inches in the past year. Mm-hmm. Um, so if he's able to play like a true wing, but with the point guard skills that he's had all along, like, uh, that's really, really impressive. They've got so many guys on this roster that can handle the ball and yeah. can theoretically run a pick and roll. Like assuming Daniels like gets there in enough time, because you've got CJ, you've got Brandon Ingram, who looks like he made like a leap, you know, it's, yeah. at some point, half a leap or whatever, you know, this season or late in the year. Um, you've got Alvarado. So there's just, you've got Herb who can like do some stuff out of pistol. Um, and you know, Trey Murphy may try to add some of that stuff too, to his game. So it's like a fascinating I mean, they have they've had they have a ton of picks, you know, because of the because of some of the trades they've made going back to 2019. So um, they put they put that stuff to good use um, for sure. So apparently, Trey Murphy was like interviewing prospects today prior to the draft, and two things: number one, from from at least from Twitter's feedback, sounds like he has a future in media, super super polished and big and, shock, yeah, sharp dude. And then number two. He like looked like I don't know if it was just the camera angle, but like he looked like he was almost as tall as Chet. Like, did this guy grow three inches over the summer? I saw him next to Mark Williams too. Yeah, it was the same thing. Yeah, it's it is nuts. He was like six four, six five, a couple like when he was at Rice. And it's yeah, like, when he was at Rice. I wish you know, this would have happened when he was at Virginia. Virginia, <laughs> yeah. And 
it is crazy that like he almost didn't play last season for Virginia. Like, you know, it, he was all like he was he was this close to redshirting. Uh, that's so the, funny. He was just like a fringe transfer guy. It's like, yeah, yeah, this guy, Trey Murphy, he can shoot, but we don't really know what else he can do. And and then here we are now. It's like, yeah, he's still a shooter, nightmare cutter when he was at Virginia last season. Um, t- terrific player. I also saw uh, uh, Spencer, you will appreciate this, that uh, DeAndre Hunter, Ty Jerome, Devin Hall back on the grounds. I've been sure working out, working out yeah, today we- with Isaiah Wilkins, which was uh yeah, with all the NLLs, yeah, all the NLLs stuff, we were uh, we were trying to figure out if they had eligibility left, but, but they didn't. So we, here we go. Uh, Jalen has gone at pick twelve. Uh, it is Jalen Williams. Whoa! Out of San Clara. <laughs> oh my! Yep. Oh yeah, totally. I mean, BG, what you said a minute ago is is. It's coming wow. through in every single inch. Like they are wow. trying to lose again next season. And we do, they, we do mean the Santa Clara Jalen Williams, correct? Correct. Not Arkansas. Yes. Okay. Not Arkansas. You must yeah. thank you. Gotta specify yes. there. Yes. So yeah, Jalen Duran and AJ wow. Griffin both in play uh for Charlotte here. It's Duran, Williams, or Griffin. I mean, th- those are your don't we can't mess this up. We cannot now with with all with those two guys available. Let me just pitch this question out. You have to answer the phone if it rings. You have to answer it. MJ and company have had bad they've had they've bad pat you know bad history with this. There's a lot of good players still on the board that nobody expected to be there. If the phone mm-hmm. rings, you have to answer it and make a quick decision. Because you know boy, you can get boy. one of those three guys at 15, is that what you're saying? Correct. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Because you can get one of them, and you could maybe get more draft capital now. Or I, I mean, I don't know. My, my yeah. brain's kind of spinning a little bit, but like, there's a lot of players that were thought to be top ten picks. Yeah, still on the board here. You know, coming into this, I thought fifteen was much more likely to get traded than thirteen, mm-hmm. just because you've got more leverage at fifteen because um, you can kind of control what Cleveland does. And Cleveland is like so set in terms of bigs and has so many needs elsewhere that you thought you could sort of play that. But kind of to your point, Spencer, there's four guys still on the board right now who I would have been very happy with the 13. Um, you don't have to pick here if a, if a good offer comes in. So. Because you've, if you were expecting to have to call Cleveland, well, now you're calling Charlotte because wow. that, now your draft board's been turned yeah. upside down. So, yeah, yeah. This, this should be interesting. But th- there's a lot to happen in a few minutes. It, it, <laughs> I will say if Charlotte doesn't go Griffin at 13, he feels like a pick for uh, for Cleveland. Totally. Like, you know, yeah. I mean, like, you know, maybe doesn't quite – wasn't quite where you want him to be defensively at this point. Um, but I think as he gets more comfortable, more confident with that knee, putting that jumper next to Darius Garland, <laughs> Evan Mobley, and um, – and Jared Allen is uh, is is pretty pretty tempting to think Cleveland about. Cleveland does need another human that can dribble the basketball, but um, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I think if Griffin's there, that's that's too like too tantalizing to pass on. Yeah, Griffin has the like. I mean, I've seen AJ Griffin do a lot of like. I, mean, I know you're you're like you're saying that in half jest too, Lee, but like that dude can do some pretty impressive stuff, like pregame dribble wise. Like I've been in Cameron enough to see AJ Griffin go through his pregame routine and like he works on it, you know, it's just, he only really didn't get a chance to show it at Duke. And when he did, it was almost exclusively for like, you know, step back space creation stuff, which he can do. Yes. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, it, it would be, again, Cleveland certainly could use some secondary ball handling and, and perhaps they don't see Griffin as like the pathway 
towards that. Let's let's play this game real quick. Uh, I know the pick could come any second, the trade could come any second. Dev, I'm gonna throw it to you first. What do you do here for Charlotte? I think I just take Duran. I, I take Duran, and then I start fielding calls for 15. BG, I like it. Yeah, I think that's a I think that's a great call. I would take Duran and then start and then start shopping that pick. And then if nothing. If there are no nibbles, uh, maybe I'm hoping AJ Griffin falls to to 15 here. You could also play AJ Griffin at 13 and then. Wait until uh, you know, you know Mark Williams or Jalen Duren at fifteen. Assuming Cleveland, you know, doesn't trade out of that pick. But yeah, man, I I think I'll stick to my guns here. I take Williams, who who I've slightly favored. But I agree with you, Spencer. You do have to start thinking about what you could get at fifteen if somebody's dying, like somebody's dying for Duren or somebody's dying for Griffin. Mm. If somebody's yeah. dying for Griffin and they're calling you, then you know you can still get one of the two centers at at, at fifteen, even right. if somebody traded up with Cleveland. Because there's because if th- if the person that's calling you is taking Griffin at thirteen, doesn't matter what happens at fourteen, one of them's there. Yeah, I that that's what I think I'm doing exactly. I, I'm taking I'm taking that player and then I'm gonna either accept the center that falls to me or Cleveland, I mean, Cleveland can do anything. Um, and then, and then play the field against themselves. Um, yeah, this is not, this is not where we thought we were going to be, uh, which is maybe why I still don't have a Twitter notification about who the horns are selecting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because the phones are, I'm sure quite busy knowing that Charlotte's got two of the next three. I have uh, I have I have turned my uh, screen away from the YouTube chat because I feel like a spoiler might be coming in there, but uh, I'll I'll get back to if there are any questions here in a bit. <laughs> but we're we're down to you know this is crunch time, folks. Yeah, so. yeah. By the way, um, isn't it? Uh, I find it really interesting. I mean, I think Duran and Williams are both the type of guys who, in many drafts recently, would have both gone in the top ten, top ten, twelve, top twelve. Both of them still on the board of 13, um, you know, and I know the uh, the center has been devalued. But I mean, I think what we saw in the playoffs also is if you've got a center who can stay on the court yeah. and has multiple skills, that's hugely valuable. And I think both of these guys probably do. So yeah. I, I think it's really interesting that that, uh, you know, teams between eight and 12, who I thought decent chance that one of them would take uh, would take a big just out of going a different direction. Yeah, I'm not completely surprised that Dern is still around, but a, a little bit, uh, just given the the youth, the upside, his ability to be one of the best defenders to come out of this draft, the, the yeah. scheme versatility he could offer you defensively, the shot blocking, yeah. the the fact that he can be a you know a run jump center, but there maybe is some more playmaking potential with him out of the post and at the elbow. I just think he's offering this like discrete set of skills that, that looks playable perhaps if developed properly uh, to, to be on the court defensively and can give you some stuff offensively beyond just, uh, you know, screen and roll and, and dive to the cup. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think it's what you said earlier, BG. It's like, well, what if, what if Jalen Duran is just like Rob Williams light in his rookie year? And then maybe he can get beyond that and, Let's say Charlotte takes a jump and they have to play, uh, I don't know, Milwaukee in the first round or the second round. Well, Jalen Grant would be quite helpful in that kind yeah. of matchup, right? Yeah. Uh, just being kind of the slide over guy against Giannis, to, you know, out of the combo at the rim. So, totally. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he would become one of the most impressive 
rim deterrence that this team has had. I mean, Mark Mark Williams would too, but but that this this franchise has had. And uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, you know, apologies to Bismack Biombo, but it's been a little bit since they've had that kind of punch at the rim defensively. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's confirmed that OKC in New York just flip flopped, or if I don't think they did. I think it was a it was a bunch of picks. Okay, it was multiple first round picks. Here we go. Uh, Charlotte takes Jalen Duran, pick okay. thirteen, according to Sean Strinia. Well done. Well done. I like it. You have some cab sav to that, Lee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. Get it down. Wow. That, that is exciting. This wow. is the right pick. I mean, look, I, I I've been vocal that I but I liked Williams, but this is this is a great pick. This is a great yeah. pick. He's he's gonna I mean, go ahead, guys. I'm 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 speaking. <laughs> Is, well, I mean, uh, we've been on it, right? Like, we, we've been saying, like, how versatile this guy is. Now, I will say – it shouldn't be playing devil's advocate this quickly, but, BG, what, what you and I were talking about earlier about Durant's going to take some time. He's got some extremely raw skills that no other center in this draft has, right? Uh, true center. You know, Chet Holgram has some of those too. But, um, I, you know, I do think Duran's going to be one of those guys that there are going to be nights where you're going to want to bang your head against the table. You know, he's going to take some weird shots. He's going to try to do some weird things. But if this team is able to take a leap next year in terms of Eastern Conference standings and able to get themselves into the postseason, he is a he's an awesome defensive chess piece. Unlike, you know, Mark Williams is great, too, but he's a drop center, right? Duran is a guy that you can put in a lot of different lineups and a lot like it almost makes me think now does the team look at PJ Washington and his quote unquote trade value a little differently. Like I think these two fit great together. Yeah, that they could. Yeah. I mean the the Lamello plus Rozier plus uh Miles plus PJ plus Duran. Yeah, I mean that lineup is super fun to to think about. Uh Lee, or pardon me, Div, any any sort of thoughts you had, uh, you know, scouting during the season, getting ready for the draft? What um, what do you like most about him, or what do you, what scares you perhaps the most as, as far as his, uh, you know his development yeah. pathways may go? Yeah, so I, I I think about like the the word versatile has come up a lot with him. Oh, but, hold on. <laughs> all right, all right. So take everything we said back. Duran yeah. is heading to the Knicks. A part, part, apologies there, Div. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Uh, hold on. Woj is saying Jalen Duran to the Pistons. What is happening? Shams is, Shams is, is saying, saying traded to the Knicks. I think we've so. hit the, the we've hit the dead end on the Shams Woj stuff. I think we've learned Mitch that. Traded him twice. <laughs> Mitch traded him twice. Mitch nested again. He traded him twice. He traded yeah. him to New York and Detroit for assets. Oh Genius. This also reeks of like there being too many guys in the room for Charlotte right now. Yeah, you know, exactly. t- tweeting out different stuff at the well. World, MJ you know, traded him to Detroit, but but Mitch <laughs> traded him to New York. So, so now we got to uh, figure this one out. What is happening? Yeah, I do have apologies there, but the, those notifications coming in just as you're wow, getting that, going on. All right, so we don't actually know what Charlotte just uh, just traded for. We we still do have not actually know. Um, why yeah, would they trade just get this guy? guy? Why would they trade this guy? I mean, I'll wait to hear like what it just. We were all getting so excited, like like what a, what a what a move, what a chess piece. Like, it, is this? My, the, 
Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, yeah, my gut is before we get something else that comes in, you know, I think Charlotte has been after veterans. I think they want to get better now. I think that everything we were saying before the the pick was made about the phones being blowing up, um, I think all that was definitely happening. Uh, I, I would be surprised if this does not include a player that can help now in a future draft pick. Man, that's who just on, who on New York's roster or Detroit's roster is helping us now. That's the question. Uh, you know, one of the centers, probably. You know, like a center, like Mitchell uh, Robinson. Uh, yeah. He, well, no, because he's a free agent. Agent. I think isn't oh. maybe Nerlens. Somebody said Sadiq Bay in the comments. I love Sadiq Bay. I doubt they would give oh, us Sadiq Bay. Yeah, uh, I would be surprised. Yeah. I think Detroit sees him as like a I mean, he fits with Ivy and, and Cade too. But yeah, I mean um, Ivy makes him more expendable, I guess, if you will. Um Beef Stew. <laughs> I say Stewart. Beef Stew is a worse version of Jalen Dern. Yeah, yeah. In in three years older too. <laughs> yeah. So there's oh, still man. no there's no correction on the Shams Woj. Nobody sorry, I got some Seth says through. nobody. I hate so, both of those teams. <laughs> so this is a three team deal, I guess, huh? It has to be. Yeah. Okay, so stick with us. Stay with us if you're if you're watching. <laughs> We're trying to work through this just like you are. Yeah, okay. So Daniel's saying Jake Fisher is saying it may be a three team trade with Detroit. And the Knicks. Now there was, and I don't know. This could have been complete rumor. There were some tweets earlier about uh, us dumping Hayward into into Detroit, which yeah, I still don't know what the fifty million dollars in cap space. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh God. Well, it, yeah, that it, makes a lot of sense, Lee. It does. Uh, yeah. If it took yeah. us trading Jill and Duran. To offload Hayward's contract, I've got a big problem with that. Yeah, I yeah that that just seems like real overthinking uh, yeah. there. So yeah, we have I, to I be just, getting a future that yeah, there's got to be something coming back because if you're saying Duran attached to Hayward, um, yeah, we're dumping, but we're we're also trading Jalen Duran. Like, there's got to be something just, coming back to Charlotte. Yeah. yeah. It, in terms of like an actual player and a, and a future pick. Right. Uh, according to Shams, oh, Knicks okay. are trading Kemba Walker to Detroit. Sources tell the athletic and stadium. This is going to be a lot to unpack, boys. I just, I just the the optimal. And the fifteenth pick could be involved in this too. Like we don't. Yeah, totally. Yeah, t- I mean, it, at this point, it's it's tough to sort of like wade through. It's just if Durin falls to you, it's just. It, it did. You just said it. It's like you don't have to think about it. Just make the pick. Just do it. Like you need, you need a center. This guy is is what you've been looking for on both sides of the floor. He fits the age curve with Lamelo. Like what? I just man, it's uh, so even if you were concerned uh, about the money long term with getting Miles back under contract, you don't have to solve that today. Like. No. Today should be yeah. about getting the best assets you can yeah. get. And then you've got, you know, the rest of this offseason and next offseason to figure out the, the money part of it. I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what the details are. But I, I, I'm, I'm getting very worried that this, uh, this is something that had more to do with monetary assets than actual yeah. basketball assets. That's a yeah. great point, Div. And it's yeah. unnerving. It is, yeah. And 
Uh, I will echo what Charlie Brantley just said in the chat. Uh, he needs a bigger glass of bourbon. <laughs> yeah. Be careful. That might get, if you pour too big a glass, it might get included in this trade package too. <laughs> that that's being cultivated by the, the teams here. It's just, um, I had yeah, a bag of chips right next to me, but they just disappeared out of thin yeah, air. Those, so I guess yeah, those, those belong trade as well. Those belong to the to New York now. I'm I'm sorry, Spencer. Uh, the the <laughs> shipwrights uh, belong el- elsewhere. Maybe yeah, to Detroit. They might have been rerouted. I don't know. It's um, you know, I guess it it still feels like if the 15th pick is still going to be kept by Charlotte. AJ Griffin and Mark Williams are still there. Uh, Cleveland went with a, a Baji at 14. So he's off the board. You know, he was an interesting prospect for Charlotte. You got the, the Pistons are sending the Hornets a 2025 first-round pick via Milwaukee in the Durant trade. Sources tell ESPN Detroit got that pick from Portland in the Jer- – so this was the Jeremy Grant. It's, um, it's, so a 2025 Milwaukee pick, which will probably be number 25 or number yeah, whatever. A bad, around there. a bad first-round pick probably by most likely. And so this is, as Dev was saying, this is 100% a financial move. Yeah. Pretty. So we didn't even get Detroit's 2025. No. Right. No. Because they, they, they're rebuilding, so they wouldn't just light first round picks oh on fire. Oh, my gosh. Well, the good news is I'm yeah. sure Giannis will be retired by then. So. Right, right, right. Look, once the, once the royalties hit from this Disney, this Disney movie, he's not going to need basketball anymore. So as long as he retires by 2024, guys, I'm feeling pretty good about this, uh, this move here. <laughs> Can, so, I just, can I just reiterate something? Please. This is from the same owner. I, I know that this is probably getting like dry paint at this point for people, but this is the same owner that just fired his coach six, eight, whatever, how many months you know it was after he extended him. Paid him to go away. And everything that's happened since then, including this trade we just saw, is to save money to re-sign Miles Bridges. Which they yeah. don't need to I mean, you're talking about Jalen Durant. What's he going to make next year? Four, like four million dollars? Not even that much? I, I don't know. Like this is this is the madness that MJ. I mean, he's like everyone thinks that every single deal is just a deal that you need to dissect individually, and you can't mm-hmm. string them together. But when you make bad business decision, decisions over and over and over again, it bleeds into the basketball side, which is what we're seeing right now. And the Hornets have picked Mark Williams uh, with number 15. So, okay. I, if, they're, if they're not trading that for future second round considerations. <laughs> so, that, I mean, that's how, they'll, that's how they'll spin this too, right? That, like, they still got a center in the draft. And, and that, that, that afforded them the ability to, to, to ship out the, the 13th pick, even, you know, for a, that they used theoretically on a yeah, center. So if you take them in, uh, if you take them combined, you know, if you told me before the evening, well, we're going to get Mark Williams and we're going to trade the other first rounder. Yeah. I would have said, okay, well, that, that sounds like a reasonable uh, yeah, approach. that's reasonable. Yeah. Right. Um, but you're ending up with the 27th pick three years from now. I, just, I, I, I can't believe that that was honestly the best that you could get for the 13th pick in this draft. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, there are most of the guys on the roster now won't be here uh, when that pick, you know, comes to Charlotte. You know, that's just 
a, a pretty obvious fact. Um, roster and, and, you know, and, and some and some people will say, "Well, Charlotte got the same thing for Jalen Duran that um, you know that was basically traded for Jeremy Grant." So that should be looked at, like, but that's when context is needed. Like, yeah, okay, Jalen Duran's a really promising player on a rookie contract. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jeremy Grant is seven, not that. Yeah, at all. you've got seven years of uh, of control over yeah. Duran. You've got one over Jeremy Grant. Yeah, it totally. Yeah. These things don't happen in a vacuum, and. Yeah. uh yeah, look, I, I like Williams a lot as a prospect. Um, I co- got to cover Mark Williams when he was at Duke. Um, you know, he's going to add to Charlotte's rim protection. It'll make them more potent on the offensive glass. He can still be a screen dive guy for Lamelo and for Miles, uh, but it's just the the opportunity cost of of this is. Um, Pretty, pretty, pretty steep passing up on a prospect like uh, Duran, um, who's a guy that I think should have been a top six or seven pick in this draft. So at this at this point, I would have just rather have signed and traded Miles Bridges. Like, just let's just go. I mean, seriously, Spencer's I know that sounds crazy, nuclear. but Spencer's going nuclear on us. Dude, I, the, I, the I mean, Pistons, like, the, I mean, we just flushed a thirteenth. Like, we just flushed yeah. this asset down the toilet, basically. Yeah. So the, we the, could go re-sign Miles Bridges, which I'm not saying we should. I love Miles Bridges, right, just like right. the, but it does not justify. Like, how many times do you get two picks in the top fifteen in an NBA draft? In, you they, can't they, do this kind of stuff. You can't. They, Detroit got Jade and Ivy and Jalen Duran <laughs> for because thanks to Sacramento and Charlotte. I mean, it, yeah, it is playing right. them like a playing them like a playing them like a fiddle. And okay. uh, salute uh, Detroit Weaver. That's that's really good work drafting wise because they got those two guys for yeah the twenty eighth pick three years from now. He, he's he's been. I mean, he drafted Sadiq Bay. He drafted Kate Cunningham, Ivy and Duran. Like yeah. Um, Daniel in the comments is saying that we apparently got more picks. So I don't know what that yeah. Intel is yeah. it, that maybe could make me feel a little better depending on what it is, because it makes zero sense to trade the 13th pick in this draft. When we need players to help us now for the 2025, no, they'll probably win the title in 2025. Okay. Four second round picks seems to be, the hall, at least from the, at least from our, uh, only if you're trading Frank Kaminsky, that's the only time you get former future first. Yeah. But by the way, um, Giannis is 27. Just would like to make sure everyone was aware of that. He's, uh, he's not going anywhere. Is, uh, is the, uh, the lesson to be learned there. Hey, look, Um, I will say this. I, I preferred Mark Williams coming into the night. We, we ended up with Mark Williams, you know, I, I think he can start from day one. Uh, I know that's bold. Um, I know that it's it's historically a little bit foolhardy to think that you can rely on rookies. But I do think he has, like, very translatable, unique skills that this Charlotte roster, that this Charlotte Hornets roster just, like, straight up does not possess. Um, and... So, so I'm happy about that. Uh, in a vacuum, I am happy that Mark Williams is on this roster. Um, this just, but I get it. Like the bad taste has not gone away from this entire summer <laughs> to what just happened. And, you know, yeah, crack, cracks another beer as Seth Williams says in the comments. So, yeah, it's just, it's, um, yeah. 
Uh, Div, any any thoughts here on uh, maybe what you like about Williams, or if you have any, if you would like to talk any more about the transaction here? Uh, yeah, I I like Williams a lot. Um, you know, I and I don't I, I don't want that to sort of get lost in my uh, my complete confusion about the process to get to here. But I I, I like Williams a lot. Um, I, you know, I think he's. He's really good. I think it also probably pretty clearly defines what the defensive philosophy is going to be now. Um, you know, because I, I think Williams is awesome in drop. I, I think he can, I think he can hedge and and you mm-hmm. can get away with that at least to some extent. Um, but you're not going to be trapping. Um, I, I don't think he's a switch everything center or ever will be. Um, but I, I mean, I think he can be a focal point of a defense, and I think that's really really great. Um, and also, I think, you know, part of the path to LaMelo getting better and having more impact is giving more easy buckets to get to people. Right. And, yeah. and Williams will help with that. Um, so, you know, I'm uh, of this sort of archetype of player. Um, I had him slightly behind Duran just because I think Duran's got a better chance of being able to do other stuff in the future. But if all you want is somebody who can do those three or four sort of building block things of a big in the NBA, um, I mean, I think Williams is an outstanding example of it. Yeah, he's going to take points off the board from opponents with the rim protection. Um, he, and he's going to give you some easy ones at the rim offensively. He's going to create extra, extra possessions just by going to work as a back-tap guy on the offensive glass. It is worth noting, though, um, this is a guy that I think defensively, because I do think he offers enough mobility in scheme versatility, you could see him staying on the court in, in tight situations. Offensively, though, it's probably like it could turn into a, like a switch fest against Charlotte, right? And just can LaMelo take guys off the dribble? Because Mark Williams is not like a back-to-the-basket guy. He doesn't – I mean, there were flashes of that at Duke, but they were pretty limited. He really lacks lower body strength. Um, so you can see like he, he struggles to like carve out space and also smaller bulk, bulkier centers were able to back him down, put him under the basket and, and still finish over the top against him. Like that's something that happened against Zed key from Ohio state, John Hubley from Pittsburgh, Sidney Curry from Louisville. Like those guys put him into the basket with their, with their strength. But those are kind of like traditional, you know, you know, bulky college centers, not going to mm-hmm. see a ton of the, in the NBA, but, um, but yeah, like it, that is going to be something that teams can go to. You know, we're, we're looking way down the road, but you know, Lamelo is going to have to get better attacking switches. And uh, what are you going to do when Williams gets small switched onto him? Yep. Um, because the, the menu of options is not um, not amazing to say the least at this point. I look, I like Williams. <clears throat> like all you guys have said, I think we all agreed on that all along. Um, you know, we've we've got a center that's super important. Um, I, I I'll make one last negative comment because I don't want to bring it down too much, but all these four second round picks that MJ just acquired, he's going to sell at least two of those just so everyone knows for cash. And that's, that's, I, I'm sorry. I just can't help but think this is a part of that, you know, um, Div, any closing thoughts? We appreciate you jumping on here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> Make everyone feel warm inside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, BG, you brought up um, Williams is going to get isolated at times. Teams are going to look to attack that if he's as successful in a core 
uh, strategy as, mm-hmm. as we expect him to be. You know what would have really helped with that is get a wing with the other first round pick who could also develop with him and could help yeah. you to, you know, switch off that, yeah. do deal switches, do other things to yeah. counteract that. Like, I, I just, I, I feel like this team's at a point where if you've got the chance to infuse really solid young talent, go ahead and get them in, figure out the rest later, right? And, and that's what I kind of liked about last year's strategy. I'm, I'm not sure if Kai and Book Knight will ever become anything, but I like the idea of you take pretty big shots and, and sort of see what happens with them. And Thor missing out on a shot this year for the 28th pick in 2025. I just, I, I, I can't get on board with that. Uh, Lee, were you about to mention something there? So- I was just going to say in, in support of Div's argument there, and they, they took JT Thor last year too, which is another like nice swing, swing. at a, at a big, you know, big toolsy defensive wing prospect. And uh, so look, I, Obviously, have been have been high on Williams and love that he's on our roster. But to cold to throw a little cold water on that, if Duran ends up being better and AJ Griffin becomes a good player in the NBA, you all of a sudden, you know, you just had a cha- a very logical, easy roadmap to see Duran at thirteen, Griffin at fifteen, because Edgebaji Edgebaji went fourteenth. So. Mm-hmm. You could look back at this in five years and say, oh, my God, the Hornets had a chance to take two kind of top ten talent guys yep. that yeah. filled needs, and they did it. Yep. Yep. And I, I think even someone like Tari Eason, you can even lump him. I know you yep. guys are lower on Eason, but I'm high on him. He just went 17th to Houston. Um, Houston has some guys in the scouting department that I know, and I'm, I'm not surprised uh, to see Tari Eason going there and someone that Houston apparently had graded as the top defender in the draft, according to Woj. So, yeah, like, um, you know, they uh, there, there was some talent that Charlotte uh, let slip through its fingers here. Um, you you can you know. always start the season in the tax, even yep. as an owner that's not yep. cash-strapped and even as a small market, you can always start the season in the tax if it means that your basketball team is better in the short term and the long term. And I think, you know, that – I just I feel like that's the lesson we're going to look back uh, and examine um, at, at some future date. Div, thank you so much. Um, thank Lee, you guys. great job. BG, great job. Hey, Busby Plus. If you're not a member, uh, go check it out. You can check out at Busby um, Pod on Twitter, or you can just visit Busby.substack.com. Uh, and that is the only way that you will get BG and Lee the second round content, 45th pick tonight. Uh, so make sure you go ahead and do that. All right, guys, let's get out of here. That was fun and kind of not fun at the same time. Div, take care, man. We'll see you soon. All right. See you guys. Thanks. All right. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. 
That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.